fucking broken. I think that button's just kind of quiet because I, I have it turned down a little bit. There it is. How fucking dare you, dude? There it is, dog. Bro, you know I've been drinking the bong water, dog. You gotta give me a break. You ever drink the bong water, dude? They say it makes you live longer. Okay, I don't know what... Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but... Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Honey? Sure. There's yeah. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? It's, Sting is going to do... It's a video. Sting video. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is a. Okay. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! In five, four, three. That's tomorrow and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. He did it! <laughs> he did, Fuck it, he did it live. <laughs> Was he still shouting? Uh, yeah, there's no sound. You just see him freaking out. Throwing pens and shit. What was his problem? I don't know. There was no <laughs> words on the prompter, so he had to just figure it out as he did it. Didn't they make fun of that in Anchorman? <laughs> or did, this come, did Anchorman come before the Bill O'Reilly freak out? I don't know. No, I, I'm... Oh, because that's just 2017. No, that did not come out. That yeah, that's crazy. Was uploaded in 2017. Happened in 2017, Bill O'Reilly. There's a whole Wikipedia page. <laughs> we'll do it live, or fuck it, we'll do it live. Is a quote from Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Goes, nuts. Goes nuts. An outtake from the show Inside Edition that went viral 2008, um, which is definitely after Anchorman. Yeah. Anchorman was like what 2005. When did Anchorman come out? See that makes 2004. me. That unfortunately makes me have a hard time trusting some content like this because I'm like, was he actually freaking out or was this like a bit? You know? Like, yeah. Especially because it obviously got out into the public in such a way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. There's a Wikipedia page called "We'll Do It Live" with five different references. <laughs> well, because then there's also uh, the. It's like, all, were you looking for this? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Fuck It Will Do It Live, a 2008 album by American horror punk musician Wednesday 13. Oh. Cool. Uh, Boing Will Do It Live, a 2012 album by rock supergroup The Aristocrats. So this seems all like all satire from yeah. after the fact. Yeah. And I mean, fucking Wednesday 13 hopped on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the year it came out, he was They're like, all right, we're doing it. They were they were hot on the internet. They were like <laughs> they saw that happen on television. <laughs> There's two albums called Fuck It We'll Do It Live Volume One and Two from a band called Consider the Source. It's an instrumental band from from New York. They love Wikipedia. Consider the <laughs> Source. Are you kidding me? That's a fucking 
<laughs> the Wikipedia as band name if I've ever that's a ner- that's a band full of nerds if you ask me. <laughs> what the fuck? I made a mistake. I put my arm on the wrong side. The the microphone arm. I can't see my, <laughs> my oh, shit <laughs> at all. Uh, so uh, let's take a quick yeah. Take a quick to static and we'll be right back. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? That was my fucking throat. Was, <laughs> and we're back. That was the little creature that lives in my fucking throat and just wanted to fucking say, hey, how you doing? Anyway, I think it has something else to say. This is uh, Paul Damien. Oh I'm a God. demon. It's grown sentience. Coming. Coming, coming. <laughs> it's coming. Do you not, can feel it. Going do, down do my gullet. The, uh, <clears throat> potato salad person. Is that our president? Did we just hear our president? That's our president, dude. Do not... Do, do not be the pa- uh, potato salad person. That guy fucks his wife. <laughs> God damn it. That, that, that's a real man. If somebody gets sick, they, they blame the potato salad. Third term. Third <laughs> term. <laughs> I'd vote for Obama again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Donald Trump joked about it, or in quotes, joked about it, but like D, what is it like? Uh, reversing the law of the two-term mm-hmm. presidency. Can you imagine if he actually pulled that off? Isn't that, you, that's what Putin did Yeah, in Russia. He, he had the power to reverse something that allowed him to stay in, what is he, the prime minister? Yeah, in, in power for perpetuity, yeah. <laughs> for essentially. For, for Putin-tuity. For Putin-tuity. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they ain't Putin-Putin. <laughs> Putin-Putin. <laughs> yeah, you can't boot the Putin. <laughs> what I would love is if Trump successfully did it. If uh-huh. he managed to somehow pull it off and remove that law, and then Obama got elected for a third term. You know, like, <laughs> it did not work out the way that he planned. That motherfucker didn't even get his second term. I know. Well, so, you know, he maybe he still could pull it off. That's the unfortunate reality of that, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> he he's he's uh he's closer than ever, I think. You can't boot a poot and you can't dump a Trump, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're stuck with him. Hey, that man's going to fucking run every four years until he dies or wins again, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Or his son runs. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'd much rather see. Baron what? Trump? Yeah, Baron versus Hunter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? That's how a movie would do it. You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It should be the next generation. <laughs> Do you know that Baron Trump's joining the NBA? Look at how tall that motherfucker is. It's fucking huge. Yeah, but Donald Trump's just like a little shorty though, isn't he? No. He's like 5'2". No. Can you imagine? (laughs) I'm pretty sure Donald Trump is like 6'3". Let's find out. Donald Trump height. 6'3". All right, let's find out. Baron Trump. 6'7". Holy shit. He's right there, yeah. Yeah, 6'7". That's a tall motherfucker. Yeah, why is he so tall? Power of America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just spreading his ing- eagle wings. He's just got, he's got, he's just got a little bit of America in his in those knees. Yeah, Trump heard that corn fed was good, so all he ever fed Baron was corn <laughs> his entire fucking life, and he had to eat it out of a trough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's just like a pump on the side of a silo. He goes and just it just mashes into his mouth. It's yeah. like bird feed. But look at him; he's a big old, big old kid. He's a how old is this kid. child? Like 
12 or something. He has to be a little older than that, right? No, but, yeah, he's definitely older than that. Uh, he's 17. 17, yeah. So what, Don was like 85 when he had him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Baron Trump watches anime? Um. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like honestly absolutely <laughs> what do you think his favorite anime is all the ones his dad disapproves of you know so like all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah donald trump's just like turn off the chinese shit <laughs> it's dinner time come here we've got american yeah. cartoons the best cartoons <laughs> i don't like, understand these asian like, cartoons watch betty boop you fucking <laughs> idiot yeah <laughs> betty boop perfect don't need anything else but the boop <laughs> eat your chicken mcnuggets baron Watch this Betty Boop and eat chicken nuggets. God damn it. Do you think they all have to pledge allegiance to the flag before bed? It's like how some people pray. Yeah, but the flag is just like a $100 bill on the wall. With Trump's face. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I bet the Trump household is fucking weird. Yeah. Well, realistically, it's like 50 households located across the entirety of the United States and parts of the UK, right? Yeah. And then Melania Trump is, uh, she just boots down in the closet and just goes to sleep. <laughs> she goes into sleep mode. <laughs> it takes like more than no, she has her own house because it takes like this massive battery yeah. to power her. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. She has an entire facility just dedicated to her power source. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's tall. Wait, man. so who's his oldest child? Is it Ivanka? No, I think it's probably... Does he have like 80 kids? Had, well, realistically, probably, right? He has right? two but daughters. One of them... How many Trumps does he have here? There's Ivanka, there's Eric, there's Don Jr. This is already too Baron. many. <laughs> Why did he give his son such an evil-ass name? Has he never seen Dune? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, my yeah. son's name is Baron. <laughs> Maybe Don Jr. is the oldest. Let me see. The only thing Baron around here should have been Trump. <laughs> He was born. He's 45. Let's see. Oh, this is the oldest Trump son. Maybe. Let's see. I'm trying to find out his older sister's name. The Trump family. There you go. Oh, my God. Or or if... They're an army. I can't remember. Uh, That's the entire 1% in one name. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to find out Donald Trump's... Children, let's just go to his fucking yeah. L- fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> fuck it, do it live. All right, let's oh, there see. we go. Okay, Don Jr. is probably the oldest. Yeah, because then there's also Tiffany. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> and she's younger. Okay, all right, yeah, Donald Jr. is probably the oldest, and then Ivanka, and then Eric, <laughs> and then Tiffany, and then Baron. Oh, it's so realistic. It'd be like Eric versus Hunter. Yeah, more than Baron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, well, let's let's find out how old Hunter Biden is. Yeah, now let's look into Joe's kids. <laughs> yeah. See what's going on in that crazy household. <laughs> we were just biding our time, but now we're Look, getting into it. He's quaalude personified. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's quaalude personified. <laughs> he's 53. So he's, he's older than oh. Don Jr., Fuck. So okay. it would be a versus of Hunter versus Don Jr. That guy barely even knows how to use a laptop. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no you... wonder he had a sketchy ass laptop. He's got like every virus ever from Look, each of his teeth are a different type of pill. <laughs> He's just ready. It's like his bat. <laughs> yeah, his, his utility, utility belt, belt. But it's his utility teeth. He calls them, they're my utility teeth. <laughs> 
<laughs> just pop them off and swallow them, get high, uppers, downers, got them all. <laughs> That's my secret cap. I'm always juiced. <laughs> How many children does, oh my uh, God. does this guy have? Does Joe Biden have? He Four. has Bo, Hunter, Naomi, and Ashley. Didn't know about any of them. I know, right? I feel like I've only ever heard of Bo and Hunter. I didn't realize he had daughters, but we must have known, right? Yeah, I guess so. Bo Biden. Bo Biden I only like because he, I think he's got a funny name. Well, I think, I think Is he passed away? Yeah, he oh, died in 2015. Oh, well, now I need to start making jokes about Bo Biden's <laughs> funny name. <laughs> well, it didn't... No, nah, I mean, that. This is. Yeah. it wasn't that kind of like something that Biden used during his campaign to kind of be like... Oh, like yeah. the, the passing of his son. Yeah. He, Wasn't it like emotional well, he has fuel? A, a, a dead veteran son. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it was like emotional fuel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's also what Hunter Biden is going to use uh, as his defense is that he's, he's depressed. Yeah. <laughs> My brother died. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I need pills for teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Cracks a tooth. Like, okay. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we made the joke that once Paul Damien leaves, we're just going to be a podcast about Hunter Biden. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Probably really late it's to coming, the party. Coming to fruition, yeah. yeah. He's going to be our third. I've been, I've been, yeah. even, <laughs> You've been, I've been having correspondence yeah. with Hunter Biden. I've been corresponding with HB. Yeah. We, we're, we're getting him on. <laughs> yeah. He, he keeps wanting to talk about fear and loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> He loves oh Requiem for a Dream. He's like, this is my life. <laughs> He's like, have you guys seen Enter the Void yet? <laughs> oh my gosh. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gorlami. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Who uh, wrong, oh. wrong switch. Who watches the watcher? My name is Ian. And this is your boy Kenny. This week we're talking about Enter the Void with our guest Hunter <laughs> Biden. Hey Hunter, what's going on, man? <laughs> You're right there, dude. Hey, okay, wow. Shit, I think he took one too many. <laughs> I think he tried to swallow the microphone like it was a pill. I think he accidentally swallowed all of his teeth at once. <laughs> He's foaming at the mouth. Right, I'm calling nine one two. I think two. Is, <laughs> this is a super emergency. Yeah. One level higher. Uh, no, actually, we're talking about raising Arizona. Dude, raising Arizona. Probably the the most American <laughs> film I've ever seen. Dude, so American, dude, right? Like, and dude, red, white, and blue. Dude. Yes, like, all in one movie. Felt like I was watching a 3D film. All the red and the blue and, <laughs> and the, the white, because <laughs> all of the characters yeah. are every last one of them is a white man. <laughs> Cohen's, uh, come on. Written and directed by the Cohen's. At the time, I think Joel got the directorial. Okay, because that back then they really were anti. Yeah, dual double. directors, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. They still not the Coens, are. not the Coens, but the Academy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, it was hard to get a movie recognized by the Academy if 
you didn't have a singular director. And I know that the directing guild kind of has their own gripes against having multiple directors. And that's so it's like a big part in Mm -hmm. them that are like, no, you need to pick one of you motherfuckers, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, this one's (coughs) both of them. They got it done together. It was a team effort. 1987. You've not seen this movie before. I had never seen this movie before, which is shocking to me. Yeah. Now that I have seen it, you know. Yeah, especially because we talked about Tremors just recently. Dude, and, and these this are is like, like cut from the same cloth. They're basically neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could literally see High McDonough living right next to Valentine yeah. and what's Fred Fred Ward. Fred Ward's name. name in the movie. I can't uh, remember now. I feel bad. The Buck Buck. Yeah, we'll call him <laughs> Buck. Yeah, some Valen Buck. <laughs> what is his name? Oh my god. It's is it J- Joe? What is his name? Earl. 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 Dang it, that was yeah. pretty. We should. His name is Earl. We should yeah. have done that. <laughs> Duh. His Never name is Earl. Him. My name is Earl is a prequel to Tremors. Uh, <laughs> he gets right with karma and then the, the, yeah. bug, the bugs come. Yeah, the, those <laughs> were wigglies in the ground. Um, but anyway, Raising Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, from how much my parents loved Tremors mm-hmm. for what it was, I'm shocked and in awe that they didn't love this movie I know. for what it is yeah because it's so in there in there right up their fucking alley as yeah. far as its humor and the fact that literally h.i mcdonough is basically my dad in another <laughs> yeah. if he didn't become yeah, a, a cop different universe <laughs> of your dad yeah if he became an outlaw instead of a police officer <laughs> so these two people if you combine them are kind of my dad yeah you, know, you combine the two people into one human uh-huh yeah if you combine uh holly hunter's character uh, what's her name? Ed. Ed. Edwina. Yeah. My name is Ed. She's from that show. Have you heard of that show? <laughs> my name is Ed. Um, but yeah, Raising Arizona. I've seen this movie several times. This is yeah. one of my favorite Coen brother movies. Um, Had you seen it? Like, when did you feel like you first saw this movie? On a VHS. <clears throat> that that long ago. As a tot? Uh, no, like uh, elementary school. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it... Even it, as a kid, you feel like it like oh yeah it struck a I, chord dude, with you. Every time, it doesn't matter where I am, what's going on. Every time the chase scene happens in the center of this movie, the middle part of this yeah. movie, I crack up. I can't help but laugh my ass off at that fucking chase scene. Like this movie's so fucking funny, especially right there at the center of this movie. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> diving right into the chocolatey center of our uh our movie there yeah um no but you're absolutely right and this movie is hilarious yeah and it's made it's so perfectly crafted mm-hmm. to be this goofy thing that i mm-hmm. feel like i like the, i almost feel like the coens have been trying to remake ever since you know what i yeah. mean like which they definitely have succeeded on but this felt like such a pure essence of like that humor mm-hmm. that i could feel ethan and joel wanting to put into their cinema in you know, the movies right. that they make, you know, like yeah. I feel it's so freshly baked, you know, you feel it like they're young directors and that this is that, that, that thing they wanted to create in the world. Yeah. So pure in this film more than anything. And I feel like the actors who we got for it are so perfect because they all bring 110% yeah. to the roles. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. There's no, there's no weak link here. Um, real quick. I'm just going through some of the, characters in the movie uh-huh david schrader this can't be the same there's no way this is he's credited as one of the the toddlers in this movie but that can't be possible that can't be right right yeah 
Uh, Google, get your shit right. Yeah, he's credited as Arizona Quint. He's all five babies. Yeah. <laughs> also, this guy, Cody Ranger, Arizona Quint. It must be a David Schrader that is also named. Yeah, maybe, or David Schneider. Yeah, and then okay. that's just, they have the same name, but different people. That makes yeah. sense. Regardless, yeah. I have to imagine a lot of those babies never went on to act again. Yeah, I know, so. right? Oh, yeah. TJ Cunn is Nathan Jr., and he just has the one photo. <laughs> as him as a baby? <laughs> yeah. Was born 1985. He is an actor known for Raising Arizona and Arizona Raised. What the fuck? Is that a, is that a, uh, like a. Let's find out. Arizona Raised. Whatever happened to the babies cast in the movie Raising Arizona? <laughs> Are you serious? There's a movie explaining that? That's funny. Maybe we should watch that. Oh, there's like baby cast as stunt baby. I'm pretty excited for that. Cody oh. Ranger stunt baby. Yep, that's the one that they could throw. <laughs> there's also baby 13. Wow, <laughs> baby 13 from uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Damn, you laughed so hard at that you kicked the desk. I'm fucking breaking shit over here. That was so funny. <laughs> oh, David Schneider reprised his role. Oh, yeah, there he is. David Schneider. <laughs> He's Gary. Gary. Yeah. So the babies were Larry, Gary, Harry, Harry, and Barry. Barry and then Nathan Jr. Nathan Jr., yeah. So Harry, Barry, Larry, and Gary. No Jerry, surprisingly. No Jerry. No, they were like Nathan Jr. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Jr. Um, I cannot believe how they would have those kids... Mm-hmm. Just all in one giant, yeah, crib no. like that. You'd get those kids; they, they would never know who was who. Well, that's that's part of the thing. Like fucking Trey Wilson, Nathan Senior. He's like, I think it was Nathan Junior. Yeah, Nathan. like he's not even totally sure whenever he's getting interrogated or not interrogated, but like questioned. And I think that's obviously one of the running jokes throughout the film because even when we see Nick Cage bring him, he's like, I think I got Nathan Junior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're never sure. We're never sure. Yeah, yeah. and that's never so, so funny. Sure. I feel like parents would like color co- have to color code their kids <laughs> yeah. at that point, right? Give them little tattoos. Yeah, when yeah. you have five identical babies, yeah. just like tie a like different colored bow around their toe or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, tat them up, you know, or just like take off one of their toes on on. So it's like, all right, this one's missing his pinky. This one's missing his you know middle toe or whatever. Harry Berry. <laughs> Um, yeah so this is a movie where Nick Cage and Holly Hunter fall in love one of them a criminal one of them a cop perfect story they can't the the first like 13 the first like 11 minutes is like a montage of everything you need to know before getting into this movie and it's the two of them and it's their love story how they get to meet meet each other they're mute cute (laughs) and then they decide best meet cute ever yeah and then they find out she's barren and then they decide well this arizona couple literally their last name is arizona Mm -hmm. had five babies they have more than they can chew they have more than they can handle (laughs) let's go ahead and go take one of them and that's the idea of this movie kind of genius yeah (laughs) the coen brothers wrote this movie they're just like, what, what What? do we do? We just have a guy that wants to steal one of these babies? Like, what? <laughs> How did they write this movie? You know, these are the guys that wrote, I mean, they wrote Fargo, yeah. so it's in the same kind of... And that's what I mean. Fargo's whole thing was that it was, they had accumulated knowledge or like information from a bunch of Midwestern mm-hmm. crimes and kind of combined it into their own epic story. And I wonder if Arizona, Raising Arizona has any of that, where oh, this was like yeah. some crazy story they heard in the area and then they were mm-hmm. like, took that and ran with it, where like yeah. someone took 
you know, someone had five babies and someone took one of them and then they yeah. got a return immediately or something, you know, that I could hear that in the news and be like, oh, we could do a whole fucking thing on that, yeah. you know? It makes me curious what it would, what young Coens were like in a writing room, you know, when yeah. these two were bouncing ideas off each other and how it worked. Because exactly this and Fargo are easily my favorite Coen brother movies oh, yeah. I think I've ever seen at this point. You well, know, how many have we done for the podcast now? This is our fourth because we've done Fargo, uh-huh. we did Inside Lewin Davis, That's we right. did True Grit. That's right. I think this is that's four. it. So this is at least our fourth for yeah. sure. Yeah, we still have plenty more to go because there's like Blood Simple we can do. We can do Barton Fink. We can do the Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, they've actually got a lot, a bigger filmography than I kind of realized, especially if you look at the ones that are considered their individual product or in their individual projects, Mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, we're looking at their producer credits. Let let me click away. Yeah, click, click, (laughs) click away director. Yeah. (laughs) Let me click. These. There you go. All right. All right. So wow, oh, twenty six. I think this one, the tragedy of Macbeth. I think that's just Joel. Like yeah. literally, I think Ethan wasn't even involved in that one. But yeah, okay. So Blood Simple, Raising Arizona is their second like film. I, I don't Blood even Simple know. is pretty much just like this is like a student film type of era. Okay, and that's what I was gonna say. I don't even think I've heard of Blood Simple. That's yeah. like their um, Evil Dead one. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. Does then, it, you feel like, or do you know anything about it as far as how the movie is? I'm just curious if it has the same kind of humor and tonality to it. No, well, sort of, but no, it's darker. It's um, it's definitely like a murder. Okay, so it's a more of a serious toned film. Still got Francis McDormand. Dang, Francis McDormand from day one. Yeah, I That's think yeah. awesome. And then I think they go on to get married. Francis McDormand's married to I think Joel Cohen. Yeah. Let's let's find out that for sure. That hey honey, you want to be in my movie? <sighs> let's see. Oh, it doesn't. It's the wrong sure. Cohen. You put oh, an H. Ah, that's the wrong Cohen. Damn it! Right. You put an H. Yeah, that's the one that wrote um, fucking. Toy Story. Oh, <laughs> like why are there so many people with the same names in the industry? You know, I don't know. Okay, Ethan Cohen. Yeah, for some reason Wikipedia is not generous to the Cohen brothers. I'm yeah, it's to hard to fucking navigate this shit. What the Francis fuck? McDormand spouse to Joel. Yeah, to Joel. Okay, okay. All, right, all right. That's all we needed to clarify, and I was right to yes. from the get go. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, so this is their second, like, actual... This is their, like, theatrical This is their first big movie. And Mm. they get Nick Cage, which, I I mean, at the time, wasn't a big name, yeah. Right. Same, well, Holly Hunter just a little bit also, yeah. I mean, going on to basically create these people's careers, you know, like, in in tandem with each other, where they're helping, you know, like, the Coens, this helped raise the Coens' careers Mm -hmm. massively, and Nick Cage's, I imagine, you know? There is a shot in the Hudsucker proxy uh-huh. which that is like their fifth movie uh-huh. um that is shot by Sam Raimi. Oh. Yeah, Sam Raimi does this whole like intricate shot for the movie. And in Raising Arizona there is a Sam Raimi ass shot. Yeah. And it's when he's first dreaming about the biker. Oh yeah. And it the 
camera's like moving around like as if it's from the point of view of like the bike that yeah. the biker is on and it's like driving over toys and it goes up the house <laughs> into the window and the screaming mom is there just like ah! and it zooms in right on her face that was sam raimi as fuck and i that's evil dead as fuck yeah, yeah that's so true and i'm just like maybe sam raimi directed that too. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they're friends huh oh yeah they're they're good friends sam raimi and the coens um now this movie felt like uh what am i trying to say like an accumulation of so many styles in a yeah. way too like it definitely feels like the coens like in the, in the center, the nougaty center mm-hmm. feels Cohen, but like a lot of the shots and the cinematography at times, like exactly, feel like stuff that I would have expected from other directors. That's such yeah. a good example of something that felt very Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. But like the parts where we're like running through the the coupon store with the huggies, yeah. or like where we see his legs being spun around uh-huh. when John Goodman's spinning, I'm like, this is fucking Wes Anderson, you know? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's so silly and like, but like perfectly. Yeah, uh, like uh, staged, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, the uniformity of everything. I'm like, this feels like something else entirely, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it even feels Tarantino because of the fact that it's like this. Like, now nah, I guess it wasn't a timepiece at the time, but now it's like yeah. kind of like a timepiece that has yeah. like this, like. Uh, well, I mean, that's true. American yeah. Western flair, you know. It is '87. Yeah, the characters dress like the West of '87. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, it. it there's times where he's dreaming of the future and stuff like that, and they're dressed like the fucking fifties, yeah. the forties. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it does feel like it's kind of out of time. Mm-hmm. This movie, especially because no one explicitly looks like eighty-seven. Holly Hunter's hair is kind of timeless in this movie. Nick Cage's hair is completely of its own yeah. in this movie. And then the two brothers, fucking William Forsyth and 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 John Goodman, they have like fucking twenties hair or like forties, fifties hair because they have the greaser hair. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Fifties. So but yeah, still like it just it all feels displaced. I guess Frances McDormand is the only one that looks oh, feels 80s. truly eighties. Yeah, because yeah. she comes in with the like the big bouffant, like yeah, fucking huge like Peggy uh, Bundy hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chewing bubblegum and loud and yeah, yeah. exuberant. And then her dude, her and her husband are so like their whole part in the movie uh-huh. was so fucking funny to me. Yeah. I fucking loved it. So I loved this movie. I okay. like, could not believe how much I, I mean, no, I could believe what am I talking about? I love the Coen brothers. Yeah. I think they're some of the best directors of our era, you mm-hmm. know, and the fact that I'm, it makes me just happy to my core that like two brothers could go fucking work together <laughs> and make insanely good movies, yeah. you know, like yeah. give it up, give it up to for the Coens just for, you know, for two seconds. Yeah. Cause it's not like they're from like a legacy. I don't think they're like either parent was like relevant in the movie industries or anything like that. To our yeah. Their bit. dad was, I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's Dan Cohen. Yeah. yeah. You know, he directed the fucking Maltese Falcon. He invented yeah. the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Does it, is there, is there, no, I know. I really yeah. have to believe that these two were just filmmakers from birth. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they, they just saw it in their lives that they wanted to do this. And I mean, I think that's so awesome, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, <coughs> excuse me. Dude, um, God bless you, bro. Bless you, dog. Like I like I even told you off cast, like I watched this movie because I'd never seen it before mm-hmm. and loved it so much and so badly wanted Myra, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my partner to see it. So I intentionally like waited for her to get home and rewatch it yeah. a second time. Same Did day, she like it? And she loved it, you okay. know? And like, it, it made me laugh because... Uh, 
she, you know, like I think, you know, like that was like, this is us. I was like, if, they, if these circumstances somehow happened to us exactly, this is exactly what we would do. And now we would act about it. Yeah. And she, unfortunately, watched and was like, it's kind of, it's kind of true. This is kind of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that even though this movie has some darker elements, because I guess you could say it's a dark comedy, it never really... It's not macabre. Yeah, it never gets dark. Yeah, yeah. it always keeps it like a positive light. For the most part, even the villains of the movie have good intentions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was so incredible. Yeah, and everyone that gets a hold of Nathan Jr. suddenly is like, oh, actually, no, he's my junior. He's the greatest baby in the world, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Like, even fucking Francis McDormand's husband, what's his name? Sean Uh, Sam McMurray. Yeah, he plays Glenn. Glenn. He wants it to be Glenn Jr. And it's like, motherfucker, what's going on here? We literally hear him have four different names because they call him High Jr., Ed Jr. And then when they try to take him, they're like, he's Glenn Jr. now. And then when when John Goodman has him, he's like, oh, he's Argale Jr. Exactly. Yeah. I love the idea that he's just like the greatest baby. And then once you actually look at him, you're just obsessed with him. Everyone is like impeccably named. Yeah. Also, H.I. McDonough. Great fucking name. Ed. Ed. Never get her last name. Holly Hunter plays Ed. She's McDonough. Edwina. Yeah. McDonough. <laughs> and then there's Nathan Arizona Sr. There's Gail, played by John Goodman. Evel. Like Neville? Yeah, Evel. I guess. So. Evel. Evel. It's Evel. Yeah. That's right. Played by William Forsyth. There's Glenn and Dot. And then Leonard Smalls is the monster of this movie. Okay, that's true. Leonard Smalls is the true villain, I guess. Sort of. But he's also... He's trying to do a good thing, but he's also like blackmailing. Not blackmailing, but like, what does he call it? A shakedown? Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely a shakedown because he basically threatens to sell their baby on the black market if they don't offer him the right price. He's like, I'm going to go get your baby. (laughs) If you don't pay me, I'm going to sell it to somebody else. Yeah, someone else will. I would have loved one scene where Leonard Smalls gets the baby and he's like, you know what? You're Smalls Jr. (laughs) Dude. If he'd have gotten and just like had the fucking cigar in his mouth, just yeah. back and forth, and was like, "You need yellower teeth." You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna black those teeth, boy. <laughs> Puts a little shotgun in his hand. He's like, "You look fucking badass. <laughs> you look so fucking cool you look right so now. So fucking cool right now." Puts a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, you. I gotta take a picture of this. Holy shit! <laughs> he fucking rides into town the baby's just yeah. on the front of his motorcycle with a shotgun sunglasses and a cigar it would have been like lone wolf and cub if he got the baby and like, like <laughs> actually took it on with himself it would have been like the fucking mandalorian he's like i'm leonard smalls this is small leonard <laughs> small leonard jr <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? There's a whole other movie we missed out on, and it's Leonard Smalls getting the baby. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Could they do a sequel to this movie? Yes. Yeah, they could do... Nathan Raised Jr. Arizona. Raised... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could just do Arizona grown up. <laughs> they take him again. Yeah. How old would the baby be if they were born the year this movie came out, 87? They'd be almost... 35? Yeah, going on... 36? Going on 40? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be 36. Which, how old was Nick Cage when this movie came out? 25. You think 25? No, I don't know. Okay, he was born... 64. Uh, so he was 22. 22? <laughs> he was 22. <laughs> Is that for real? Yeah. 1987. Yeah. 
Well, when they were, I'm imagining when they were making it, you know? Yeah, 23. 22, 23 years old, yeah. So, okay, yeah, when it, they were making it 22, when it came out 23, something like that, probably. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking crazy. He's young as shit in this movie. And he doesn't really look it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't look that young. No. Yeah, perspectively, yeah. He looks older than us. Yes. <laughs> and is that due to, like, make... Well, look at all that chest hair. I'm 30 and I don't have even close to that much <laughs> chest hair. What do you got? Who do you got to pay to get chest hair like that? You got to be a Coppola, bro. Apparently, bro. <laughs> got to be as handsome as Nick Cage. Jesus. Yeah, he's got a bunch of chest hair. Dude, man. he's got... And I'm so jealous of his hair in this movie. Yeah. He's because, got a lot of hair. Dude, he's got so much hair. And like the fact that they could just do that, mm-hmm. like they can both make him have this like crazy fucking Edward Scissorhands fucking hair, or that there's times where he like yeah. brushes it back and stuff, and then he looks handsome as uh-huh. fuck. I was like, that's so amazing I to know. be able to like be these two different people, essentially. Look how handsome he looks right there. I know. We're looking at a shot of him when they're, they're trying to adopt they a baby. The adopt adoption agency. <laughs> like, he's got a bit of a past, but she's a yeah, she's officer twice, twice de- decorated. <laughs> So we figured it bounces out. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of think it would. Yeah. I know, right? Holly Hunter is that, adorable in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think she's so adorable, and her character is so adorable. And like, yeah. it breaks my heart whenever she's crying. I know, like, dude, when she's crying at the doctor's office because uh-huh. they find out she's barren. That part's so funny in a way, but it's also so sad because yeah. she is so good at crying. Like, I yeah. feel like she's such a good actress to just be like. <laughs> <laughs> Like when they first get the baby and she's just like, I love him so much. (laughs) And she like barely has to put on an accent to play this character because she just talks like that normally. (laughs) She's perfect for this fucking role and I'm so glad she got cast in it. Do you remember her in uh, Batman v Superman? She's in Batman vs. Oh, she's like the politician, right? She's like the congresswoman, yeah. That that drinks Granny's piss or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) she ends up, like, Lex Luthor feeds her piss, and then when she's at the hearing, or Superman's at the hearing, a fucking guy in a wheelchair with a Lex Luthor bomb rolls in and blows her up. (laughs) And it's like, cool, dude. What a good fucking movie, I guess. You think Zack Snyder's scared of handicapped people, and that's why he did that? (laughs) He's like, it's the cripples. We're going to watch out for him. <laughs> All of their chairs are bombs. Yeah. They're like, Zach, calm down. <laughs> he's just like, he's like on Reddit. R slash bomb chairs. <laughs> so they're all zombies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Getting back to the, <laughs> getting back to this movie. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah. So Nick Cage, uh, he goes to prison a bunch in the montage. Yeah, at he the very beginning. That's another thing. He doesn't go back to jail. He only visits jail, what, like four times in the montage. In the beginning of the movie, yeah. yeah. And then throughout the rest of the movie, he gets off scot-free. But there's always that looming possibility of like, he's... You got to go back. We know he's a, you know, a multiple... What do they call him? A twice offender? Yeah, a repeat, a repeat, a repeat offender, offender, yeah. yeah. And a recidivist. So, yeah. And so he's bound to go back and you feel like it's around the corner at any minute. You know what I mean? Like, of course, he's the main character, but we've seen in the montage that just as well as he's in prison, he's out of prison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially because the board overseeing like 
the, the <laughs> release. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, okay, then don't do it again. You know, just everyone just says, okay, then. Yeah, okay, then, which would go on to be used in Fargo, you uh-huh. know? So I love it. I, dude, there were so many little, even like Cohen Easter eggs that mm. couldn't have even been Easter eggs. It's like they're Easter, predecessors. Exactly. They're yeah. Easter eggs in hindsight, you know, yeah. which is incredible. Well, in to Fargo, think about, it's yeah. an Easter egg to, <laughs> to raising Arizona. Yeah. But yeah, they're just like, okay, then. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, that first okay then got me so happy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, and the thing is, is that even though we're obviously seeing that he, it, it's more painted in the fact that he just kind of is trying to take the easy way in life, where it's yeah. just easier to rob a convenience store yeah. than like get a job and be responsible, you know? Yeah. So it's more of like a cool guy reason to do crime than <laughs> Yeah, like absolutely. a bad reason. Yeah, and yeah. then he never uses a loaded gun, so he's never yeah. actually a threat to the world. Yeah, you know? like he. Uh, what what kind of lenient ass laws is that? Like, okay, you can threaten somebody as if you have a loaded gun, but then you get lesser charges if it's not loaded. That was a real thing. I, I think know, it's no longer a thing, but yeah. it, I mean that kind of makes it sense, makes you know? sense in a sense you're not truly threatening their life. You were never yeah, actually that putting person, them in harm. Even if the bullets were there or not, that person still felt the threat at that moment, you know? Schrodenberg's bullets, right? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. You could have died or not either way. (laughs) It's all perception, you know? It's just perception, dog. But the thing is, what gets me with that is, at the same time, if you walked in with just a baseball bat, Mm -hmm. that could be considered a deadly weapon versus where an empty gun is not so much, you know? And I'm like, you still beat someone to death with a gun. Use it as a hammer. Exactly. Flip it around. You ever held a gun? Those boys are heavy. Yeah. Especially like, there's... Oh no! Well, he has like a snub nose. Yeah, Nick Cage has like a, like a little thirty-eight snub nose. But yeah. like everyone else seems to have like the biggest fucking revolvers around. Dude, dude. the kid in the convenience store with the fucking braces when he pulls out the fucking so <laughs> desert eagle out of nowhere. Brilliantly shot, like. Oh, God. The chase scene. Let's talk about it. Let's just jump right into this chase scene. So, yeah, we get... I almost want to just watch it on the podcast. <laughs> we could. <laughs> I'm sure the whole thing's on YouTube or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watch it like at least once a year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's literally one of my favorite chase scenes in any movie. And that's like including like fucking baby driver and yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like this chase scene is so fucking funny. So he he punches or he doesn't even punch his boss. Yeah. Well, he punches his boss, but then his boss runs into a cactus. Yeah. <laughs> is that what happens? Yeah, basically. <laughs> And so he realizes, like, all right, well, he's going to fire me. His boss is Glenn. And so he's, like, they're driving home, and he's, like, we need diapers. And he knows that he's he's jobless, so he's, like, I'm just going to stay. And he's, like, kind of feeling so much pressure from, like, the weight of all these new responsibilities he has that the part of him that would be, like, no, fuck responsibilities. Do be the wild card that you are. Yeah, it's rearing up. So he's, like, fuck it. We're stopping at the stopping but buy or whatever yeah. they're calling it. <laughs> yeah, stop shop. And so or short stop. Short stop. It's yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes in and he he's like, I'm taking these huggies and everything that you have in there. <laughs> he's wearing the pantyhose over his head. And then they ring the heat the, yeah, the, the braces store man is ringing the the thing but what's so funny is that like holly hunter is like oh fuck this guy you know what i mean and she's just like she leaves she's like i'm not putting up with this yeah <laughs> and it's like bitch you got a stolen baby 
I'm saying I'm not calling her a bitch. Yeah. But like, no, but I mean, all the more reason, actually, it's smart of her to be like, oh, I need to get the fuck out of here because true. he's going to get us all caught. He's going to yeah. get my baby taken away the first 15 minutes. I got it. You know? Yeah, that's true. And so, yeah, the what proceeds from there is that he's running. No one makes it can land a single shot. The cops are shooting. The store boy is shooting. Dude, I love that when the cop force pulls up, the cop like flies out of the window. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that. But he like flies out of the cop car, yeah. and, like lands on the ground, and then gets up and yeah. continues to chase. The chasing is so good. Let's fucking watch let's just it. Fucking let's watch just, it. We're just sitting here describing it. We might as well just let the audience listen everyone to it. Everyone, go look up. Let me let me look up the YouTube videos so you know what to look. Uh, it, it's in the links uh, provided down below. <laughs> okay, all right, it will be. Here, no, it see. is. It's there. You all see right. it. I all see right. you seeing it. What in Arizona? <laughs> Did you? If, I, if you didn't hear that noise, I ain't at Nathan, Arizona. <laughs> I love that he says that on the phone, yeah. <laughs> like when he's yelling at his employee. So Joe Blow uploaded it. Is this? Oh, really? Yeah, and he just called it diapers. <laughs> Raising Arizona clip diapers. It starts maybe like thirty seconds later than I Wake would up, like, son. but that's okay. I'll be taking these huggies and uh, whatever cash you got. No, no, not by the hair on my chinny chin chin, said the little pig. <gasps> Look at him. Then I... Uh. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. <laughs> Let me spin the gun right That son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. I don't even have any jokes. This is so funny on its own time. When the dogs get involved, that's where I'm like, like and the, the, screaming, the screaming truck driver. <laughs> Just the way the music kicks in, the song choice, like everything's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Safe and sound. And it's like, take the pantyhose off at this point. That's so bitch. I like how she hears gunshots, and that's what makes her decide to come back. Yeah. I did not expect him to keep calling him by his real name the whole time. That was a genuine surprise to me. When I'm like, you just kidnapped a baby, don't call it by the name it actually has. <laughs> this guy's one of the funniest guys in any movie ever. No! That's what? It? 
Oh, oh Joe Blow, you fucked up. Oh, no. Okay, so that's not... We're not going to put that one in the... Where is it? Where could I put it? Or, it's It's... Oh, man. I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's got to be a longer clip somewhere. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I guess I could just pull up Hulu. <laughs> At this point, we might as well. Hey, you want to watch the trailer for? Uh... Yeah, let's go ahead and watch the trailer and see. Because I, I actually am curious how this got promoted to the world. Because obviously, what is the what was their first song or movie? Blood Angels. Blood Simple. Son, you got a panty on your head. Just drive fast, Kate. Turn to the right! The first time I met Ed was in the county lockup in Tempe, Arizona. You're a flower, you are. Today I'll never forget. <laughs> I do. You bet I do. Okay, then. Okay, then. My lawless years were behind me. Our child-rearing years lay ahead. But <laughs> biology conspired to keep us childless. You go right back up there and get me a toddler. I need a baby hive. I got more than I can handle. At the time, his little plan seemed like the solution to all our problems. And the answer to all our prayers. He's beautiful. What? Are you kidding? We got us a family here. <laughs> Is that it? Oh, damn it. If that was just the whole trailer, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Junior. Hi, Junior. So far, we've just been using Junior. We call him Junior. Dude, that shirt's actually kind of amazing. I know. I kind of didn't appreciate it until you talked about how it's obviously like cut, you know? Yeah. Shit, I want to make my own shirt like that. Whatever cash you got. Next Halloween, uh, you could be H.I. and I'll be uh, Nathan Jr. <laughs> That's where a diaper can be around. Trying to say is we felt you can be H.I. and I'll be John Goodman. <laughs> well, then I'll be we Evel. Everything's changed. Yeah! Where's Junior? Dude. <laughs> Who the hell are you? I'm a fan. Yeah, funny enough, Leonard Smalls feels like the most out of place thing in this whole movie, realistically. Well, he's a cartoon character. Yeah. Hey, you want to know another thing? I'm going to be a better person. Yeah, he hunts Bugs Bunny most of the time. (laughs) Let's go get Nathan Jr. Great. Arizona. A comedy beyond belief. Well, it ain't Ozzy and Harriet. That scoop, man. That was a good ass trailer, actually. Um, yeah. That movie, this movie rules. This movie fucking rules like too hard, actually. Like, I love that it feels real. Mm-hmm. It feels like reality, but also so suspended. Yeah. So co- the Coens are experts at just surrealism. Yeah. I was going to say, it's it's a very elevated and surreal in some ways. Yeah. But, but like, they still but feel like, like grounded people. Yeah. Real surrealism, where it's like, like, you could look at Iron Man's suit and be like, oh, that's surreal because it looks like real metal and it shouldn't be able to do what it does. Yeah. But this is real surrealism where it's like confusing. Yeah. Whereas like this is reality, but it's also like unbelievable. Yeah. It feels like a dream where yeah. you're like, was that, did that happen? You know? Right. Like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And speaking of dreams, fucking Nick Cage has premonitions. Yeah, he's 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 Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked that because yeah. it it was a unique way to be foreboding. Yeah, and to have scenes where you knew what was coming, but also steep you in that surrealism, and also let you know his like now anxieties. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, like, yeah, the the whole grim rider coming to get you it was good i love i love uh, even though he does seem like uh like a comic book drawing oh fucking leonard smalls, leonard smalls yeah. i love his inclusion in this movie yeah he, I'm, I'm saying I, I don't dislike it he, it he is kind of the most out of place thing yeah. in the sense that he doesn't really fit into the even the um aesthetic of what the right. the, a lot of the movie is but that's what makes him stand out mm-hmm. that's what makes him this grim reaper type character is that as soon as he's on screen he feels like a force that almost doesn't belong you know yeah. and would be a threat to anything else existing in this you know storyline so it works out great oh but then they do the whole matching tattoo thing yeah do you have any guesses on why they so, do that tiny little just nod to each other before they what is the Arizona State University like mascot? Is it that? Well, no, because that's Woody Woodpecker. Is it right? Woody Woodpecker? Yeah, it's, it's a Woody Woodpecker tattoo for it, sure. It it didn't look like a Woody Woodpecker. Oh, really? To me, but maybe it is. Let me let me look it up. It is Woody Woodpecker. Look at that. Yeah, it's Woody Wood. No, see, well, but I then don't that's know. the Raising Arizona inspired tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Because, yeah, I mean, you could argue it's just a Roadrunner, you know, tattoo, which would make sense for an Arizona person, you know, the but Arizona aesthetic. Woody Woodpecker, I guess he does have that like upward angled beak. beak, yeah. But, like, on, in the tattoo, it's like, it's almost like a, a right angle. Yeah. But, yeah, look at that. What is up with that? I guess it's a Woody Woodpecker tattoo. But, yeah, okay, so Leonard Smalls also has that tattoo. On his chest. On his chest. And you think, like, oh, he's going to say something about it or something. I thought he was going to be like, Danny? Or something. They were going to both be McDonough's or something. And it was going to be his older brother. Like, I literally was just waiting for that or something. (laughs) But I'm glad that it doesn't really get an answer. It's just this kind of confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Little reference to each other. That I guess is maybe saying that they're more alike. Then they maybe could have, we would have even realized as the audience. You yeah. Know? And it also maybe makes him feel empathetic for when he does pull his, yeah, the his pin. pin on his grenade on his chest, uh, causing him to explode. He also has the most beautiful blue eyes. Who? Leonard, uh, Smalls. Leonard Smalls. Yeah. yeah. For like this dirty, aggressive monster killer. When you do get a nice close up of his face, you're like, look at these beautiful eyes. Yeah. This man just got gorgeous eyes. He has ghosts' yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he's blowing up bunnies and shooting snakes or whatever, <laughs> lizards. <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to hate him because we see him like destroy like wildlife that has nothing to do with anyone. And then, yeah, at that moment, they have matching tattoos. And it's kind of weird. And then he kills him. And then he pulls the pin off of his fucking vest. 
Which I, you know, I did appreciate because they make Leonard Small such a force to be reckoned with that it had to be kind of like in a extraordinary way that yeah. Nick Cage would somehow defeat him. And that worked out perfect, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things where he just brought them too close and exactly he can pull the grenade pin off of his chest and it worked out. Uh, this movie's fucking rock solid, in my yeah. opinion. There's not a single thing that after watching it, be like, oh, well, they could have done this or they could have done that. I was like, this is all so clever and silly. And the only scene that I was like, what the fuck, truly, was the first scene we see Nick Cage go up and try to choose the baby? Uh, because I didn't really understand what his plan was yeah, in that moment. No, he, that, that is also like just this weird scene that they just wanted to have a bunch of babies like overtake him. Yeah, and, and, like, and have like this anxiety of him. potentially being captured or being caught or discovered. Yeah. yeah, because he's just like taking them all out of the crib and like setting them around the room yeah. and like freaking out as they can run around. I was like, why? What why is did the, you fuck yourself what, up? Yeah, what's like the this? plan here? Yeah. <laughs> But I love that he just doesn't do it and comes back and Holly Hunter's like, what the fuck? And he's yeah. like, oh, it just didn't work out, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you better go get me a baby. The guy that plays Leonard Smalls, his uh-huh. name is like Tex Cobb or something like that. It's Randall cool. Tex Cobb. It's a cool ass name. Uh, he was in a movie where Rutger Howard uh, is like a samurai. <laughs> okay. And that's how I know him. That's how I've seen him before. What's the movie? Uh, it is called Blind Fury. Oh, I've heard of Blind Fury. Maybe that's what it's called. Let's see. Yeah. Okay, I do remember. Yeah, Rutger Hauer is a blind samurai. Yeah, but this is also like a really silly. It's kind of silly. It's not. It's. It's kind of like a silly action. Yeah, like okay, it leans action, but it is kind of silly at times, isn't it? It's silly, but it's not meaning to be silly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's a it's a bad movie. Maybe even me as a kid was like, "This is funny," even though it was yeah. <laughs> like a silly concept. He no, he gets captured in like Vietnam, yeah, or something like that. And for some reason, someone in Vietnam trains Jesus. him to be a samurai, and so he becomes a samurai. And then when he comes back to the states. He goes to look for his old friend uh, from the military, uh-huh. and I think he's dead now. And so he goes to his house, and his wife is there. And oh no, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's played by uh, John Locke from Lost. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and so he's not dead, but he's estranged from his wife. Oh, and he's in trouble with like ninjas. S- yes. <laughs> Yes, he's in trouble with like ninjas basically. <laughs> and uh so they attack his house where his wife and his son is when Rutger Howard is trying to visit him. Oh, perfect timing, yeah. And they kill the wife like immediately. <laughs> And at the time you're there, but when Rutger Howard and the wife are like communicating, you think that there's going to be like this weird like thing where they like fall in romance. Yeah. And then the ninjas show up and they kill her. And then he has to take the kid and try to find <laughs> Terry. What's his name? Terry McGinnis? Yeah. Is that his name? No, that's. Oh, so they have a child. Oh, because there's a child. Yeah. yeah. I think Terry McGinnis is Batman Beyond. What is, <laughs> what is John Locke's name? I, don't, I, just, I just know you don't uh, tell him what he can't do, dude. Yeah. He is played by Terry O'Quinn. Oh, you're close. Hey, it's another Terry. I get McGinnis and O'Quinn mixed up because it's Irish and, and Scottish. That's fucked I'm up, kidding. dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fucked up. No, but yeah, this movie sucks. It's good, though, but it also, <laughs> it also does. This movie sucks. Suck. Oh, look, they're right there together. Where? Uh, down, right there, yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is. There he is. He's got hair. I was trying to find... He's got some John Locks. 
Yeah, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of locks. Yeah, I was trying to find Tex Cobb. Let's see. And who is he to this movie? Is he he's, like just, one? he's just he's uh, like a goon. A yeah. goon. Yeah. He's got the cigar. But he looks more like Steven Seagal in this movie. But he's got the cigar still, and it's the same kind of like fucking personally ro- old fucking blunt ass looking cigar. Yeah. It looks like he like rolled the cigar himself. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, at f- he deals with all these different types of gangsters, and then at the end of the movie. You oh, he fights that. Macho Man? <laughs> I don't know why he's dressed like Macho Man. Uh, but at the end of the movie, uh, he has to fight like an actual samurai from Japan. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is happening? All right, so far you have not convinced, convinced me this is a bad movie. We're going to do it for the podcast, for sure. We need to do that right beside uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> okay. <fine. laughs> That's fine with me. Because they're basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. But Raising Arizona, yeah. dude. I hate myself for not having taken the time to watch this movie sooner because I think I would have, it'd be like one of my favorite movies ever if I had been exposed to it like tw- 10 years ago. Well, more. which one do you like more, Fargo or this one? I still got to give it up to Fargo, dude. Yeah. I, I like the, the Fargo, I feel like at the end of the day is still a more serious, it, it serious, but that's what makes it a more fulfilling movie. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like Fargo really feels like an epic or an adventure yeah. from start to finish where, I knew this had to have a happy ending. Yeah. I knew no matter where these characters were going to lead up, just the tonality of the film, it had to end positively. And I loved it for just a second at the end. They kind of convince you that Nathan Sr. is going to be like, "Ah, I just take the kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He really set it up to where you're like, is he just going to let them have this baby? (laughs) But I was like, there's no way that's what can possibly happen because exactly as surreal as this movie is, Mm -hmm. it's still incredibly grounded. Yeah. Even though we see fucking John Goodman doing his best fucking... Shawshank Redemption impression mm-hmm. of coming out of the mud and mm-hmm. shouting into the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, that we, fucking they, scene is so dope. <laughs> so good. And I guess they came through like a sewer before, pipe or something. This is before Shawshank, right? No shit? Yeah. Is that a thing? Oh. Shawshank was 94. This oh, was 87. Shit. So that, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of immediately, when I saw that, I was like, oh, they're just doing a gag on Shawshank. I didn't even consider the fact that they came out yeah. opposite each other. So maybe it's the Great Escape. Does that do the Great Escape have oh, that trope in maybe. it? Maybe. Yeah. You know what? Maybe. Is that the? Yeah. Maybe that's how he escapes in the Great Escape. It just felt like they were doing a bit, didn't it? Yeah. Look right here. It's raining. Oh no, it's not raining, but it's dark. But yeah, yeah he comes out of the ground. Um. What about Escape from Alcatraz? Or maybe Escape from Alcatraz? Yeah. I just feel like there has to be something that they were referencing in that because it felt so no. much like a reference to other cinema. That's incredible to me. Yeah. So did did Shawshank rip off? Did Durabont rip off the Coens? Maybe. Was he like, dude, prisoner getting out of prison and shouting in the rain? That's pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I was like, yeah, I I remember thinking that like like when it, it was happening in Shawshank Redemption, yeah. I was like, this is obviously from this movie, but I think this happens in Racing Arizona too. <laughs> yeah, in a funnier way. <laughs> But once again, all I was going to get at is that even though, you know, they come out of the ground in such a dramatic and silly way, it's all still kind of grounded. We still yeah. get the rules of like, oh, yes, they did escape from prison. They are still being hunted by the authorities, mm-hmm. you know, like it's yeah. not just like, oh, well, they've just been forgotten because they managed to get out or something, you know. Right. Um, 
the movie always kind of makes sure to keep it in mind the real rules of our real world. So obviously they can't keep this fucking baby, you know, like right. the baby has to go home at the end of the movie. Yeah, you know? the, the parents want their baby. <laughs> baby back. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Obviously Nathan Arizona senior is an older man. Yeah. Oh, definitely older. Find out he's 22 years old mm-hmm. in this movie, but definitely older than Nick Cage in this movie. Oh and, yeah. And he's like, you know, science told us that we were going to have a hard time and it took us forever and it came back with a vengeance, yeah. you know? Cause they talk about how the wife was on fertility pills and yeah. that's what caused her to have the five babies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it's just like, damn, like that's true. Like, he obviously had this same struggle that they're now going through. It's almost like, like, hey, you know, if some people can fight this battle together, you guys can too, yeah. you know? And it's like, it's endearing and cool and exciting, and it's just a, a very good it's ending. feel good, yeah. Especially because we already know that Nick Cage has these premonitional dreams. That come true, yeah. And then the end of this movie is them having a dream of their kids coming home to visit with their grandkids and they're old. Oh. <laughs> and I think this is the first time I've ever cried at this movie was this morning I when say, I watched this fucking bit, yeah. movie. I cried. It's the age right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, he finally got the family. <laughs> we got a family unit here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. And it's so like what I really love once again at the center of this movie is him and ed's or high and ed's relationship yeah. and that the fact that even though they obviously met in the most ridiculous of circumstances uh-huh. i never doubt even for a minute even when they are breaking like choosing to leave each other that they don't love each yeah. other like their the love for those two characters feels so real yeah. and like something i could actually physically touch you know yeah. and even at the end i'm like there's no way these two aren't gonna end up together and so when yeah. nathan senior gives them that whole speech of like you know just sleep on it for one night i was like yes because you know like these people love each other and they're such a good character and like exactly those at the end of the chase mm-hmm. scene when she finally picks him back up and they're kind of like arguing about the whole uh-huh. thing but he's still being so sweet about giving her directions he's like yeah you know I just want more and it's right here honey and like turn yeah. around and he keeps stopping and then he gets real sweet and he's like okay but it's right here honey yeah. like I fucking love it because no matter how angry or frustrated they are they're always yeah a team you know emotionally yeah. and I I thought that was such a fucking great through line to yeah. have them be just not at odds with each other almost ever, you yeah. know, even when they are, you know, even yeah. when he's robbing the store and she's fucking pissed about it. It's more of just like, I cannot believe you're putting us in this situation right now. Yeah. And she doesn't abandon him. She still picks him up. Yeah. And they still pick up the diapers. Fucking 10, 10 riding right there. Cohen's. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, do you think if Glenn didn't show up and interrupt uh, the John Goodman and, and William Forsyth trying to convince High to rob the bank, do you think if Glenn didn't show up at that moment, he would have done it? He would have. They would have talked him into doing the bank Probably. robbery, and this I, would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, because I feel like High is not a pushover, but he is easy to convince. You I know think what I mean? he's like, easy to go back to that lifestyle. Yeah, and he's kind of a yeah Went up against the wall. Like he wants to do that lifestyle. He again. feels like he has no other choice, but he also doesn't like to disappoint people. It's yeah. something I kind of you know really feel like as the character, and that's why he's kind of like wants so much to like be cool with john goodman and you know with uh, galen uh evel because he's like no these are my buddies you know like you do right by the people you like you know like (laughs) uh it's funny that john goodman doesn't ever call him high yeah calls him hi yeah william forsyth calls him high everyone calls him high even when holly hunter's being serious or 
or anything, she still calls him Hi. I think John Goodman calling him H.I. is both a way to show, like, hey, we're not on the best terms. I'm not your buddy buddy. I'm not going to call you Hi. But also, like, a way of respecting him at the same time. Like, I'm going to call you what you are named, which is H.I., not high. It's like it's like people who call me Kenneth. You know what right. I mean? It's like that next proper level of addressing right. me. You but know? like it, it, you also don't necessarily like Kenneth, yeah. and so it's almost like he's also putting one over on yeah. him. I like, feel like a kid getting in trouble when people call yeah. me Kenneth. <laughs> and so he's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, child, who wears the pants in this house?" You know. And then that's when Nick Cage is like, "Oh, they're gonna stay a couple nights." You know. <laughs> <laughs> when we met those characters, I don't know why I thought Evil would be the. The evil one, the more gang or the leader of the two, oh, you know okay. what I mean. So when John Goodman ended up being the more authoritative figure, I was like, oh, I don't know why I thought that dynamic would have been the opposite, you know. Yeah. I thought he was going to be more like the big goofy yeah. muscle brother, you know. Yeah. Or Evel would have been like the smart one, you know. No, neither of them are. Smart. Neither of them are smart, <laughs> and that makes sense, you know. That they're like dumb bank robbing brothers, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> who just love that little baby so much yeah. <laughs> dude them them leaving him on the roof the first time fucking hilarious uh-huh. them leaving him on the roof the second time fucking hilarious yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're stupid like you the first time you do it you're just like oh my god and the second time you're like holy shit this is fucking perfect yeah. and it works out obviously because then they have to fucking have the bag explode yeah. and all of that baby's but, not covered in blue dude can't have a blue baby dude that's dude. illegal yeah Blue man group, not blue baby group. Can't be trading Navi, you know? Yeah, get it Little right. blue babies. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie rules. It's good. Everybody should fucking see it. If you haven't, you're fucking up just like I've been for about 30 years. I know. You know? What the fuck? How have you not seen this movie? I genuinely, this is one of the ones more than anything. I'm like, I don't know. This goes right up there with First Blood where I'm like, I genuinely don't understand how my parents didn't expose me to this, didn't give a shit to like watch this movie ever. Yeah, but I mean- it's not like they're big like movie heads. They love true. certain movies, but they're not like, oh, you gotta watch this movie, Kenny. Yeah, then where the fuck did I come from? <laughs> I don't know. A modern age, I guess, huh? Yeah. Hey, my fir- my parents' first date was to go see Young Frankenstein. If you can believe oh. it, sound. they started with movies, my dude. Cool. Yeah, I think my parents' first date was like to go see Nirvana or some <laughs> shit. They just met at the Nirvana concert. They were just already there. No, they met at Church's Chicken. No shit. They worked in the like offices of Church's Chicken. Yeah. That's a plot twist I did not expect. Yeah. My mom was in accounting. I don't I have no clue what my dad did. Church is bringing couples together since the, you know, yeah. dawn of man. <laughs> yeah. And then my mom and Linda met at Star Shuttle. Oh, also working? Yeah. Nice. Linda was out of the military and she's mom, the she's the pilot yeah, of the mom, star shuttle my mom was also uh accounting <laughs> and then i think my mom eventually worked at i masters in the accounting division nice <laughs> i i just realized my mom's been like an accountant her every, whole life every yeah. time she's had a job it was an accountant weird you're what? Your mom's always been a nurse. Yeah, my mom's a fucking surgical technician. Yeah. Not a nurse. <laughs> she don't make that good money. <laughs> All she does is hand those fool's tools. Fool's tools? The fool's tools, yeah. Yeah. She told me a whole ass story about um, the new facility she's working at and mm-hmm. how during a surgery, they like lost power mm-hmm. in the entire... Or like lights, not necessarily yeah. power, but all of the lights in the operating room. Yeah. 
and were forced to continue operating on this person while the both doctors operating were like shouting uh-huh. at the nurse who fucked up the lights to fix the lights. And I'm just thinking, can you imagine being that person on the fucking table yeah. when all this fucking chaos is happening around you and you have no idea and you're just trying to have like your fucking spleen removed or something? Yeah. yeah. And you just wake up and you have no idea your entire surgery was like a fucking clusterfuck of yeah. human emotion, you it was know? Like, a nightmare. <laughs> Could have gone south at any moment. It makes me think of that movie where it's like a whole the whole horror concept is that he wakes up during surgery or whatever. Do you remember that? No. There's a, I forget what the movie's called, but it's about a guy who like becomes conscious during in the oh. anesthesia. Like he can't move or anything, uh-huh. but he can hear the doctors. But then he realizes the doctors are like planning on intentionally killing him in the surgery to like what sell his fuck? body or something. So then he has to like twitch a finger at a nurse to get her to realize he's awake. I don't know. It's a it's silly, silly what thrillers. the fuck. But I would have loved to have been that person who, in that who room. Who was it? Who what? was the actor that played this? Let's find out. What do you think that movie's called? The fuck? I've never heard of it. <laughs> if we had to guess what this movie's called. Surgery. Yeah, movie. Gone wrong movie. Yeah. Uh, awake. It's called Awake. <laughs> you, is that really what it's called? A wealthy young man undergoing heart transplant surgery okay, discovers who? the surgical team intend to murder him. It's Hayden Christensen. It's Anakin Skywalker, dude. And Jessica Alba. I bet it's a good movie. What's the rating on on uh, IMDb? Probably like a four. Ten, ten. Six point five. That's not as bad as I expected. What the fuck? I've never heard of this movie. Yeah, we should watch it. Uh, Next week, we're watching uh, (laughs) Awake with Hayden Christensen, where Dr. Terrence Howard uh, (laughs) uh, threatens to kill him. (laughs) Dr. No. Terrence Howard, who believes like the Earth is like a is like a starship or something, <laughs> whatever his weird belief. He watched are. Eternals and he was like, "This is real. We got a giant man in the center of our planet." <laughs> wow, I like. Why how- would they want to kill him? I guess that's for us to find out. Yeah, next week. that's for us to find out next week. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's all I know. I remember the trailer for it where he's like, oh, they're trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, wait. So is Jessica Alba the nurse? No, it doesn't look like I think like she's it. like a love interest, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it, he's a nurse. <gasps> Plot twist. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why Terrence Howard wants to kill him? To oh, get to she, Jessica Biel? He loves Jessica Alba. He called her Jessica. Oh, the other, the other, Al- the other Biel. <laughs> the other Jessica. <laughs> I get all the Jessicas mixed up, dude. This seems like it's probably a terrible movie. I can't wait to watch it. I know. I'm excited for next week, dude. <laughs> oh, look. They remade it for Netflix <laughs> with Gina Rodriguez. That's cool. <laughs> Looks like something completely different. Oh, look. The Korean poster for it. <laughs> I bet Koreans love this movie. Oh, they loved it. Yeah. Oh, like, maybe. Is it? Is that it, one's called Wide Awake. Oh, okay. This oh, is wide awake. Is it an Americanized remake? I actually wouldn't be surprised at, at all by that. Let's find out. Nope. No, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Direct directorial debut for Jobby Harold. Dude, good Jobby. You know Jobby from all <laughs> those great movies like Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, he did the third John Wick movie. Well, did he direct these? Director. No. Oh, no. So the third John Wick movie, he was an executive producer. Oh, so he didn't do anything. He just threw money at a wall. 
I'm trying to. So he only directed Awake. He didn't direct any of these other movies. Uh, he's yeah, he's mostly a producer and sometimes a writer. Yeah, they let him do Awake, and they were like, "Actually, Joby, um, we're gonna have anybody else do your movies from here on out." <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! Apparently, he wrote on the Flash movie that, that Andy Muschietti made. That makes sense. Andy Muschietti. All right, dude. Well, yeah, Raising Arizona. Anything else to say on that before we just wrap this shit tight and lick it? Uh, Send it in the mail? Yeah, let's send it in the mail. Uh, It rules. It's good. Um, I love it. Just fucking do it live. Good movie. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do it live. (laughs) Um, Rate and review us. Wherever you guys get podcasts. Yeah, wherever. Wherever the fuck you're doing this right now. And tell uh, a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend uh, to just keep fucking that chicken. This is this is a chicken gangbang we're doing here. We call it a McGangbang. We all just fuck that chicken. Hi, it's me, Dr. Phil. And me, Danny DeVito. Dude. Yeah, this is Tom Cruise. <laughs> got so many celebrities in the room right now. We're having a little party. We're just we're uh, eyes wide shutting this chicken right now, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we love you. We hate you. Go fuck a chicken. Yeah. Goodbye. And we'll see you then, and we'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Slipping good. Oh, you want to eat some of this fucking croissant with me? No! I don't even want to know either. I got two of them. <laughs>